right. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Got a breaking edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, as per usual. Had a bunch of these lately. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Got Ryan Callahan and Grant Ramey coming to you from 20 minutes or so on either side of me. Uh, I guess, fellas, we'll go first to Ryan. And Ryan, this is yet another Go Vols 24-7 podcast breaking news episode. And uh, why are we bringing these people yet another one of these? Because Tennessee has, for the sixth time in a little more than a week, gotten a commitment. It's a, it's a pretty important one yet again. Uh, Deshaun Rucker, defensive back from Tallahassee, Florida, Godby High School, uh, commits to Tennessee on Sunday, uh, picking the Vols over uh, about 20 other big-time offers, a lot of, a lot of big-time offers uh, on, on his list of options. And uh, really, Clemson and Florida State were among the main contenders. So you're talking about the, the hometown school in Florida State and Clemson, a big Big program that's obviously been hot in recruiting the past few years. Uh, and he just visited both of those schools in early March. And, and yet Tennessee was one of the first schools in the door for him back in January. I think gave him his first SEC offer and uh, was involved with him pretty heavily. Got him on campus a few weeks after that for a junior day on February 1st. And uh, just stayed high on his list from that point forward. And, and, and now wins out in, in a pretty big recruiting battle for a, a really fast defensive back who gives him some versatility back there. And you know, can maybe play the star position, uh, that, that nickel spot, and uh, just uh, another really big pickup for Tennessee in what's been a really huge week. They were already number three in the country in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings, number one in the SEC, and now they just continue to add to this hot streak, this ridiculous tear they've been on, up to 16 commitments already in the, their 2021 class. Grant, I know that, that when you look at um, – it was earlier this week, I can't remember which one of Tennessee's coaches it was, that, you know, not long after – uh, the, latest, the latest five-star bomb dropped uh, when, when Lewis committed. Tennessee, one of the coaches said, Tennessee, uh, we're not even – we're not close to done yet. We're not even close to done. I, f- I forget who it was, but whoever it was, they were not wrong, were they? No, they're not. It seems like we're recording one of these uh, every other day because it seems like they're getting a commitment uh, every other day, if not every day. Uh, the one thing with Rucker that stands out that Ryan touched on, speed, and versatility. How many times in the past has Jeremy Pruitt talked about looking for speed and prospects looking for versatility? Uh, you turn on the tape of this guy. He plays safety in high school, and he plays really well. Kind of plays the center field and has some really good ball skills. And, man, once he creates turnovers, you can really see that speed uh, take off. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he takes off with it. I mean, and, and you can watch it, too. He makes special teams plays as a gunner blocking punts. I mean, uh, that's the biggest thing that stands out with me, versatility speed and a playmaker uh he can project like ryan said a, a you know safety corner star whatever you can plug him and play him uh seems like a really really nice get and once again like we talked about a bunch last week going into another state uh, and getting a really good prospect out from underneath a, a few other schools well and just to add some context on his speed he he, he told me earlier this year he, he ran a 43840 at a georgia tech camp last summer that's that's obviously unconfirmed but we do have a, a verified track time for him 1076 in the 100 meters, that's that's pretty good. Anything in that sub 11 range usually translates pretty well in terms of football speed. Uh, so you've got that. Not the biggest guy, but again, that kind of speed that, that can more than make up for not being as, as one of those six foot or six foot one defensive backs. So uh, real really good player. That uh, again, a lot of schools coveted Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Miami, some big time programs, LSU, 
all had offered him within the past few months. So this is a big pickup for Tennessee. Yeah, Ryan, I look at this, and, and again, Deshaun Rucker, uh, no relation, I don't believe any relation anyway, is five foot ten, 170 pounds, uh, number 22 ranked safety in the country. And you mentioned a little bit about this earlier, but it looks to me like I'm, I'm looking through the offer list here, and uh, this is a kid who – Pretty much the only the only name that's kind of a Southern football power that I don't see on here is Georgia. I see everybody else. I see the big three in Florida. I see Bama. I see Auburn. You know, I I see Clemson obviously, which was a team that a lot of people thought he was going to pick not long ago. Uh, you know, I I see LSU, which is down the road there uh, near the Panhandle. I I see all kinds of people that when it, when there's a good prospect in Tallahassee. These are the schools that you see involved with this kid. So th- th- this is not one of those deals where he's just kind of kicking on down the road to Tennessee because others are backing off. This looks like a kid who just about everybody wanted. Yeah, that, this is a th- this really is a, a big pickup and an impressive win for Tennessee. You don't see too many schools. I mean, that part of, of Florida and the Panhandle area is not the most talent filled part of Florida. But when you see some big prospects like this emerge, Florida State usually gets its fair fair share of those guys and, L- and, and LSU who, too yeah LSU gets in there too yeah as I was saying the ones who don't go to Florida State you know if LSU or anyone like that's involved that's not too far away so you don't see too many of these guys uh get away from that area and, and for Tennessee to go down there and get a guy like this whose stock was rising again I, I wonder if the spring evaluation period you know even even could have kept him from getting more offers you know not having coaches out on the road this spring to me a guy with his speed could have ended up in the 30 40 offer range uh, by this summer, if he had kept it up, but with things being shut down, you may have put a halt to that. But this is, yeah, no doubt a really good player. He's ranked the number 22 safety in the country in the 24-7 sports rankings. And, and again, regardless of what position he plays, I, I think Star is probably most likely. He seems like that's a really good kind of traditional fit for that position. But uh, wherever he plays, he's going to he's gonna upgrade your speed. And there's a reason all, all those programs want him. It's, it's hard to ignore that kind of speed on film. And he can hit for a guy who's not who's not the biggest safety he does. He is willing to, to, to lay his, lay his hat on a, a guy and, uh, and make a big hit whenever he gets a chance. Yeah. Grant, I was going to, I was going to ask you about that speed because when, you know, and again, four, three, eight is not confirmed. So we'll, we'll see when he gets to a more, you know, if he gets to a place where they do more of the digital stuff and if they can really kind of get that time better, but, but on film, he certainly, excuse me, he certainly looks like he can run. And when you see a time like that and you watch him run on film, you think, man, he can almost be a corner instead of a safety. But if you've got that kind of speed at safety, uh, and really if you've got a place where I think he really looks good at is maybe that star position, maybe that money position, this is a guy who that versatility on the back end is something that looks really nice. Yeah, I mean, when you're watching him, you can see him, uh, the ball skills and, and the ability to read a quarterback and to break on the ball and to make the right break and to cover a lot of ground once he makes that break. I think that's what makes him so good at safety. Uh, at the high school level, and Ryan mentioned not afraid to come up and hit somebody. He, he, if you watch this tape, he'll come up and stuff the run uh, and fill a lot of run lanes, even for a guy his size. So I think that's the guy that you can put him in the box and maybe he can help you there. You can move him around and do a lot of different things. He can help you in special teams. But uh, speed, so much speed is, is, I mean, you can never have enough of it. You can never have enough versatility. Uh, and I think you have to trust Jeremy Prude as much as anybody when it comes to evaluating a defensive back seeing what he likes and getting on that guy early like he did right here with Rucker uh, when there's all these other big schools are kind of circling him. 
uh, the balls were in there really early and, and took advantage of that, and they cashed in on it. Yeah, I also like the fact that we talked about how well this kid runs, um, you know, 10.76 or whatever in the 100-meter dash as a junior. He also qualified for the state meet at, at a long jumper. So th- this is not uh-huh. just, you know, this is not just a, a kid who can run fast. I mean, you can see some explosiveness here with these long jump, high jump numbers. Um, th- this is, this is you know, maybe if you, if you had your pick, you'd say, ah, you'd wish his team would have been better than six and seven last season. But, you know, Florida, they play really good football down there. That's not necessarily indicative of anything. Ryan, when you look at, at where kind of this puts Tennessee with the defensive back class, I mean, Tennessee is – you know, as y'all have mentioned earlier, you know, third nationally, first in the SEC, just kind of keeps adding to that. Uh, but the the number of commitments too, it's exciting because y- you see them rank so high and you see where they're going. But you know, every time they get one of these, that's one spot that unless some kid decommits uh, or you know or gets processed or whatever it is, that 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 that's a spot that 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 won't be there. So where is Tennessee right now in, in terms of kind of really targeting some guys and 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 it's as fun as this week's been. And this thing has to slow down at some point, doesn't it? It, it does, you know, but I, I don't think they're done yet. As we've as we've continued to to point to, you know, you've got the Caden Salter announcement coming up next week on, on May 10th. Uh, that that looks like you know the four star quarterback from Texas uh, could could very well end up picking the Vols. Auburn, the the main competition there. So uh, th- this this isn't showing any signs of slowing down, and they're in good shape with good shape with some others too, who could announce soon. So it, it's going to stop eventually, but yeah, this this is still, I think, the middle of a of a long run that's going to fill up a large portion of Tennessee's class, at least on the surface, uh, before the summer even starts. Uh, but as, as you said, the numbers are getting high. You know, you're over 15 commitments now. That's unusual for this early in the year. Certainly for Tennessee, they're a team that normally reaches that number in the summer uh, at the earliest. So for them to be in that spot right now is a little unusual, but. I wouldn't take that to mean Tennessee is filling up by any means. Obviously, you know, history history tells us there's always going to be turnover within a class, especially when you get this many early commitments. And to me, especially because we're in such an unusual year where coaches can't go out on the road this spring, you very well might not have summer camps at all. Uh, with all that being said, you know, when schools can start evaluating kids, hopefully later this year during their season, um, there may be a lot of you know, buyer's remorse on some early commitments and, and a lot of a lot of chaos that sort of ensues as guys' stock rises that, you know, maybe some of these guys in Tennessee's class who are under the radar right now, their stock ends up rising and they end up going elsewhere or getting other options. So I think it, it, it still could be a lot of turnover within Tennessee's class. You, you never know how that's going to go. So I wouldn't assume that even if they do reach a pretty high number here soon that, that they're going to you know, be be very selective the rest of the way. I think there's probably going to be some turnover here and there. Grant, I, th- I think there's one or two kind of obvious questions here uh, or one or two obvious places this answer could go, I should say. Um, but positionally uh, in, in this class, what still looks like something that Tennessee uh, is still going to be targeting? I know they're looking at best players available in a lot of cases, but it, it, there's a couple times where you have to kind of fill a position too. As you look at that class, what what are you looking at? Uh, I think there's some obvious names out there. Brian mentioned Caden Salter. You need a quarterback in this class. Uh, he's a dual-threat guy that Tennessee fans have been watching uh, for a while now, scheduled to announce something on May 10th. Obviously, Tennessee's in there with him. Another name, obviously, Cody Brown. Tennessee's not done at running back in this class. They want to add more at that position, and that's a running back name that uh, Tennessee's been watching. I think you look at the defensive line, you need to add more big bodies up there, and, and there are some names out there that, that we've reported on. So, uh What's, I think, been fun for Tennessee fans during this run is they've been adding talent, you know, all over the field. They went and got the top Juco running back in Tyon Evans. They went and got a, 
uh, Julian Nixon at wide receiver. They went and got really elite linebackers. Uh, now they're adding to the secondary. So uh, who knows when this run ends? It's it's still got some legs to it for sure, uh, and they're going to keep adding all over the field. Ryan, you know, I, I, I'm going to ask this question to, to both y'all because I would put, in all candor, I would put in terms of knowledge of recruitment and sort of how how deep these things go, I would put um, the uh, the pecking order here in terms of knowledge. I'd put it Ryan and then Grant and then me probably if we're all being honest here in terms of just the, the amount of time over the years that we've spent paying attention, really focusing on the everyday details with this stuff. So I'm asking both y'all this because I think both your your questions or answers will be you know, interesting here. Is there anything to compare this to this kind, this week, I guess, week and day that Tennessee's had? Is there anything, you know, back in, maybe there was one Butch Jones orange carpet day or something, or, or is there anything else that you can remember that really you go back and go, okay, so this isn't totally unprecedented, or is this by and large totally unprecedented that, that you can see? Yeah. It, so in terms of the commitment total, it's not unprecedented because, as you said, there was a, there was an orange carpet day where Tennessee got either seven or eight commitments in a span of about 24 hours uh, during the Butch Jones era. You know, there have been some things like that that have happened. A lot of teams have had some big finishes on National Signing Day. We just saw Tennessee have that with uh, uh, landing, I think, five guys in December on early signing day. So you, you you have some big days like that. But what's made this one different? is the quality of the guys to get two five stars in a single recruiting class is usually doing a really good job. Tennessee, remember, didn't sign a single five star in a 2020 class that ranked number 10 nationally. Um, so you can have a good class without having a five star. So to get two five stars in less than a week, and especially to do it at that point in the recruiting calendar in April is so unusual. So that's to me, what's made this different. And then to, to throw on top of that, a couple other four star guys in Kamar Wilcoxon, uh, and uh, and then Tyon Evans, the top top junior running back, uh, junior college running back in the country, uh, and then the other four star Julian Nixon, uh, the wide receiver from Georgia, to get some guys that are that highly touted, that were that much of a priority for Tennessee, all in the same week. That's what's made this unusual. And then to finish that off and add to it with a guy like Deshaun Rucker, all of these are important guys that Tennessee's been after for a long time. So you just don't see that many. Uh, commitment sprees where you're getting this quality of player and especially two five stars in a week. I would agree with Ryan that the, the numbers are not unprecedented, but I think obviously the way it's happening uh, is unprecedented because everybody it's a level playing field right now in college football in terms of coaches can't be on the road. Uh, kids can't be on campus. You know, er everybody's even cause everybody's stuck at home trying to do the same thing and continue recruiting and find, you know, new and innovative ways to, to take advantage of this this period of time where you're stuck at the house. And Tennessee is doing it apparently better than anybody right now, just based on the sheer numbers, uh, based on how high they've climbed in the rankings, based on going to Alabama and going to Georgia and going to Florida and getting guys that are big-name guys that have big-name offers uh, that other schools are on top of, and Tennessee wants them, and they go out and get them. And for whatever reason, however they're doing it, they're executing right now, it seems like better than anyone. Well, and the most impressive thing, too, to me about this whole run is that they're doing all of this with out-of-state players. Usually during a run like this, especially that orange carpet day, usually at some point, you know, with as much talent as the state of Tennessee has produced lately, especially, you're relying on – there's going to be a couple in-state guys in a run like this, usually. They've gone into other states and done all of this, and now you're talking about a second guy in this class out of the – Florida panhandle near Tallahassee. They also got Daryl Jackson out of Havana, Florida, not too far down the road earlier this year. So they're recruiting in some areas that are not easy to go into and win battles. And to do that, to have this entire stretch be comprised of out-of-state players is really impressive. 
Yeah, for perspective on the excuse me on the five star thing, there are two programs right now that have more than one five star uh, committed to the class. That would be Ohio State and Tennessee. Uh, and there are schools right now. Florida has zero five stars. Clemson has zero. USC has zero. Uh, Miami has zero. Um, you, you just go down the list: Wisconsin, Penn State. There's a lot of good programs right now that have zero five star commitments. So that that that's not. I mean that that's huge to be able to kind of put that kind of top heaviness into a class, and, and that's just I I can't remember in terms of the number, just not just the number, but kind of the combination of the quantity and the quality. I'm not sure that I've seen. I'm not sure that I've seen something quite like this, um, just quite like this in one period. I guess last question. I'll go to Ryan on this. Ryan, in, in the coming days. Uh, you know, within the next week or so, is there anything else we need to have imminently on the radar? Well, we, we obviously have talked about Cody Brown being a guy that Tennessee seems to be trending with. Uh, you know, that's that's been a Tennessee-Auburn battle recently, the four-star running back out of Georgia. Uh, you know, ha- having a chance at a guy like that, I, I can't. I certainly can't rule anything out that, that something could happen soon there. But, we, you know, he hasn't mentioned any kind of time frame for, for a decision. So we'll, we'll just have to see what, what he decides to do. I think there's some other guys Tennessee's in good shape with, but it's just a matter of who who else might decide to to sort of pull the trigger during this time. And then you know, obviously Caden Salter next weekend plan to announce a decision. And then uh, you know some other guys in in Baltimore uh, talking about talking about making a decision soon. Uh, one one that we know about is announcing next weekend uh, is is Aaron Willis, the four star linebacker from uh, from St. Francis Academy, the same school that produced Vols defensive lineman. Dominic Bailey. He hasn't been to Tennessee before, but uh, he, he has been on Tennessee's radar for quite some time and has a good relationship with the Vols, so they're at least worth watching in that one. So there, there's still several guys out there. That's the funny thing is that people are looking at this saying they've got to slow down at some point, right? 16 commitments and all that, but they, they really could end up getting uh, at least a few more and, and maybe a handful more this month if things keep it up at this rate and if things follow through the way they look like they could in the coming weeks. It's a crazy, crazy thing to think about. Crazy times, good times, though. Not crazy bad times, crazy good times in Knoxville, Tennessee. Guys, thanks for uh, thanks for being there with us today, Ryan. And, uh, Grant, I think I'm going to go ahead and use that music and get us out of here. Thanks, thanks Wes. Guys, thanks for tuning in. As, as always, you can find all of us on social media. You can go straight to Twitter at twitter.com slash govoss247. You can go to facebook.com slash govoss247. Or you can go get that East Tennessee Mountain Spring Water deliciously bottled right from the source at www.govoss247.com. Got all kinds of good deals going on throughout the month. And uh, if you join us uh, and you pay full price, uh, you get uh, you get CBS All Access access. That's $100 annual value every single year in your pocket for free no questions asked it's tough to get 100 free bucks in this era but but we're uh, we're doing that for you so go check that out and if nothing else uh guys we'll see you here in just a day or two unless something happens before then which at this point gosh knows it's possible see ya Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.